Live from Kent, this is The Late Late Show with Toby Payne Cook and Ed Finch. And you are listening live. It's Christmas! Oh, no one's tuning in. They're all watching France again this year. Anyway, we're back. Toby and Ed, I'm on the radio. And um, Wednesday night. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or join in the conversation by downloading the Podbean app and following Teachers Talk Radio. Hashtag TT Radio. evening um to those of you who are listening back um you'll be able to hear the beginning of the show um i'm not quite sure i says i'm on air i've got an excellent signal um i could play the music i don't think there are any problems where is my friend ed um where oh here is tim tim's in the room good i am obviously broadcasting successfully um anyway tim can you hear me okay give me a thumbs up oh no thumbs up? Yes. Good. Well, we're waiting for Ed to join. Um, he said he had a little emergency trip required just now. Hang on. I'm just going to check call-ins activated because I haven't done this for a while. Yes, allow call-in. Um, anyway, Lucy's in the room. Good evening, Lucy. Uh, it's lovely to be back. You missed me, everybody, doing the big, um, during the show intro, you missed me going, doing the Slade, um, the Noddy Holder. It's Christmas! So, um, yes. Anyway, it is our Christmas special. Um, this is our first show for four weeks. We've had three weeks off and it's probably our last show for four weeks as well as um, I don't think Ed can do next week. And then it probably is Christmas and then it's New Year and then it is, um, uh, you know, I don't know, traveling back from from Devon probably. So I think I might not be back on until the 11th of January um, or there about, thereabouts. Um, anyway, oh, here he is. Here he is. He's in the room. Um, oh, yes, Ed, you're there. Oh, oh that, that was, was a long, long trip. trip. Well, well, it was a big wee I needed, if I'm honest. I'll tell you what, I was just getting myself settled down, just getting myself settled down to join you, and, and then my son said that we had to go and buy orange juice. Had to go and buy orange juice, or he wouldn't be happy. And so oh, you know, my well. main goal is I'm, just, I'm all about trying to make people happy, so... I had like 10 minutes to go to Morrison's and back, but we did it and we're back and I was only about a minute late. But when I got back in the house, I suddenly realised if I didn't have a wing, I wasn't going to be a happy lad. So, um, did, he, did he? Did he need Did you hear me okay? I'm, I'm, my, I'm, oh, no, that's better. Um, I um, was going to say, did he need orange juice to mix with his Prosecco for his Bucks Fizz? Probably is that. I mean, he's making out that he's poorly. Anybody from St. James Secondary School in Exeter is listening, then he's a very poorly boy. He's a very poorly boy. He's not been able to attend school today. But, oh, dear. Uh, Paul Douglas. Get what's in. Now, Ed, you're a bit... It, it might be my signal. I don't think it is. Um, you're a bit distant, your microphone sound. Distant, mate. I'm right here. I'm right here for you. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's better. That's better. That's better. Anyway, um, yeah, we've got what? some some regulars in the room. We've got Tim and Lucy in the room, and I know that um, 
the good few people will be listening back. Obviously, the, the football hasn't gone to extra time or, or penalties. It's been won in, in, in normal time um, by, by the French. So um, an Argentina-France final for the football. I have France been... Morocco. Is that my right? Is it France-Morocco? France beat Morocco. Yes, Morocco. Yeah, were, that's, were, a shame. that's poor... That's poor playing of the post-colonial uh, thing. I expect these jokes have been done. I shan't bother. Anyway, <laughs> shall we? Shall we pretend to be interested in football? Shall we? Well, Just for I fun. have been. I've become interested in football. I know that. I know that our dedicated listener Richard Newbold has sort of protested and not watched any World Cup games, and he's a football fan because of the whole Qatar thing. Um, but mm. I, um, I having been um, off work for the last three weeks, um, I have. I have entertained myself with with um, with football, and it's been I've enjoyed it actually because I'm not a football fan at all. I normally very rarely watch it. England obviously did pretty well, um, and so that it was quite you know I was quite happy supporting them. But I was just enjoyed watching a lot of games. So so it's been a bit bizarre. I'm normally really not interested, and and I've become I wouldn't say a football fan, but I think it's been quite good. Um, having it on in the winter, in the evenings. I, I haven't got a problem with it being in the winter. Well, I despise football from the bottom of yeah. my heart. I think it's the worst game. And I wouldn't have watched any of it anyway, because it is the worst game. However, it was made easier for me because I could dress that up as uh, concerns for uh, human About... rights and stuff. Yeah. But, um, do you despise yeah. the the culture of the sport um rather like i have done in the past and and probably do mostly or do you do you actually not like the game because the game when played excitingly it's quite a, it is quite a beautiful and simple game and it's it's, it's a great level anyone can play it huh as good as rugger um, no, well, I, well, no, but now you're, this is interesting. You see, Ed, I, I, yeah. I, it isn't as good as rugby. I'm, I'm a big rugby fan, but, but um, yeah. yeah, I wasn't expecting to be having this chat actually. Uh, <laughs> as I, as a youth, as a, as a young boy, I shared a bedroom with my brother William, uh, known to his friends as Bill nowadays, but he was known as William at the time, and he was obsessed with football. He could speak of little else. And and he's older than me, and he, what he liked to do is take me outside, put me between a pair of sticks, and then fire balls at me as hard as he could. I would then fail to catch them. In fact, I wouldn't fail to catch them. I would just get out of the way because I'm not stupid. Yeah. And he would then laugh and celebrate that he had scored a goal. And uh, He could do this for hours. I, of course, wanted his approval, so I would play along with this game. However, it did not inculcate a love of the game. So I actually don't think it's anything about the game or about yobbish culture or anything i think it's just memories of yeah, yeah. no i hated it at school i absolutely hated hated it at school i hated the culture i hated the people who were good at football at school um however i'm not i don't know if the if the it's possible that the listeners out there imagine me to be some sort of adonis some sort of uh you know muscle bound athlete with uh, you know heroic you know heroic skills and i'm afraid it's simply not the case I, I am not. I'm not that person. I cannot kick a ball straight for toffee. I I cannot. Um, I can't throw. I I can't catch. I can't kick. What are the other things that people do in the? We are blood world? brothers, Ed. I I'm rub. My catching skills are terrible. My my hand eye coordination poor, poor, poor. Um, Ollie, my son is. Ollie. 
Ollie, my son, Ollie is, is super sporty, isn't he? Yeah, very sporty. His his hand eye, his catching in cricket is astonishing. You know, he could just he could see this thing like a football and oh, dive no. and jump and. Yeah, I can't see them. During my formative years, I probably needed glasses because when I found I needed glasses, I definitely really really needed them. Yeah. Um, so I think I probably spent a good number of years needing glasses, but not having them. So like. You know, these nasty hard red balls would just like suddenly appear near me and then hit me. There was no sense of it approaching. You know, no, anyway, it's not, you know, I'm sure sport, sport, God bless them. You know, it's a time of year for positivity. We agreed this in our pre show chat, didn't we? It's all about positivity. So, sport, absolutely. Lucy has made a comment. My brother threw hard objects at me with no warning to improve my catching skills. Um, I just got bruises. Never been sporting myself either, Tim. Tim, but you're good at yomping, though, aren't you? Yomping across yeah. more, Tim, is. Um... Yeah, I don't count that sport, though. No, it's I, not. I, I'm good at, I mean, I'm not as good at yomping as Tim is. He's, he's an, I mean, he's a, he's Olympic yomper, isn't he? He's but a I god of yomping, him. isn't he? I really hope, Tim, if you, if you, if, I mean, he is listening, isn't he? I really yeah. hope at some point in the not very, not very distant future, we can meet up for a yomp, because um, the bit of the more I know is sort of, Best is the bit around of um, Oakhampton, so he's on Yes Tour and High Willies Tour and all that. And I know that Tim is an expert more on the sort of the end towards Tavistock and down towards Plymouth. I, I yeah. would love uh, for Tim to show me a couple of walks down. And in fact, you, it could be that it's a weekend when you're available. Um, Absolutely. Together, Maybe fun. yeah, that could be. Let's 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 um yeah, I'm down around over New Year, but I think that might be a bit packed with um. With, um, but but yes, but definitely in in the Easter time maybe would be great. Um, anyway, Ed, I can hear the ukulele. This is our Christmas special. Do we want yeah. to play a little song to get us in the in the festive mood? Um, I, I put I did send you some suggestions, we but did. um, you can play what you like. Are you hanging up your stocking on the wall? Come on, join in. If the time is I'm not sure this is the That's enough. That's enough. We'll have some more later on. Um, we'll have some more songs later on. Hey, everybody's having fun. Um, Ed, are you do. Can I just check with the, the the massive amount of live listeners we've got, um, or from all over the globe? Um, Ed sounds really quite muffled to me tonight. How's he sounding to you guys? Um, guys, am I muffled? 
You're not muffled now. I think you just, I think, I think you sound like you were playing that underwater. I I can tell you I wasn't, but I was playing it very badly. So you were playing it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. One new message. Lucy, what's Lucy saying? Fainter singing, louder talking. Ah, there we go. Um, Fainter, okay. Um, Anyway. Because when I, at the moment, when I'm speaking, I hold the telephone near to my face. But when I'm singing, I have to put it down so I can hold the ukulele. That yeah, could and you're be using a technical a... reason. That technically, that could be. It. I'm not in a professional recording studio, people. I'm not. I, I am. That... I'm, mine's really professional. I'm, I'm actually broadcasting from my sitting room this week rather than my bedroom. So I'm nearer the Wi Fi oh. router. I'm nearer the Wi Fi router, and I have my curtains drawn open so that I can see my twinkly fairy lights on my decking with the snow. There's about yeah. still about um a few inches of snow out there, not not melted. Um, the roads, the main roads are all clear, but it was quite exciting, the snow on Sunday evening in Kent. Um, I was pushing cars up the hill in Goudhurst, and it was a tour of the Tour de France, King of the Mountain, um, the beginning opening of the Tour de France yeah. in, I don't know, about 2000 and something. Um, and um, it's this very steep hill with the church at the top of the hill, and it's got a sharp 90-degree bend right in front of the church, mm-hmm. and it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so it was, it was quite fun on Sunday night trying to help people out. It was a good community spirit in my new new village residence. So um, that oh, was fun. Nothing brings a community together, does it? Like watching a Ford Fiat crash into the back end of an Audi. They love it. <laughs> I mean, there were surprisingly no prangs, but but you do oh. see you see those lovely videos on Twitter, don't you? On people yeah. send round those idiots who just slam on their brakes as they're going downhill, and then something. <laughs> Well, I was um, Sunday evening when you were enjoying pushing O's. I was trying to drive back to Devon from the Cotswolds, and I would say the first forty minutes of that journey were, I think, I think the most terrifying driving I have ever done. And I've done some terrifying driving. It was a uh, yeah, trying to get out of Upper Rissington and onto the M5 was an epic journey. Did you have the snow just kind of coming like a sort of, you've basically been bombarded by a snow machine and it's 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 really, really disorientating, isn't it? It's really mesmerising on your eyes. Really and you just like, you, you have to end up just like sort of believing that the road definitely is there and that it's probably straight-ish, you know. And then, yeah, oh no, I mean, the, 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 the roads were like an, a skating rink. I was just sliding all over the shop. I've got this uh, in my new car, I still call it my new car. Um, I've got this yellow light that comes on the dashboard when you're sliding to say, yeah. you're sliding. And I'm like, you go, I know I'm sliding and you're distracting me. <laughs> like, look, that hedge is, I'm going to slide sideways towards that hedge. I didn't mean to be. Don't flash your yellow light at me. I know very well what is going on here. I don't really see the point of it, but it was no. okay. I did get back to Devon. I'm glad you got back safely and that there were no accidents in your in your periphery. And so that's that's very very good. Um, and I have my car talks to me and sends me messages. I've got a new new Polo, and um, right. and but but the the guy who sold it to me told me to turn off. You know, it's, it goes automatically into lane correction. So if you veer out of your lane, it sort of steers you back in. It's you know they're testing out all these sort of driverless car features mm-hmm. on, and it's got an you know if I get too close to the car in the front and it's slowing down, it it's sort of all you know get a big red light, Stop! and um, mm-hmm. but it's 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 you know it's all good. But I, he told me how to turn off the uh, the lane lane correct thing because because it's not much fun driving being steered back into your lane anyway i wanted to ask you a question ed as it's our christmas special 
Um, yeah. And we are obviously the the um, Eric and Ernie or the the Ronnie and Ronnie or, or whatever of of of, of um, TT Radio, Teachers Talk Radio. And so, what which one of us? Which one of us is Eric, and which one of us is Ernie? Um, um, I think that's the. I won't wrong be offended. Time. I think we're more like Cannon and Ball. Oh my gosh, Cannon and Ball! <laughs> <laughs> What's it? Rock on, Tommy! Rock on, Tommy! Was that the catch, yeah. catch, catch well, race? Right, wasn't there, it? I don't know. Maybe the uh, I don't know. That we could Eddie try and Eddie and Sid. Eddie and Sid. Yeah, well, that's a large. That is, isn't it? That's a little large. In which case, um, there's no question, large. that's easy. Out of um, Abbott and Costello. I mean, which one of the three stooges are you? <laughs> I I think though, I think mm-hmm. I, I like I think we're both Eric. I think I think you're Eric, definitely Eric. not Ernie. You're you're funnier than me. You're funnier than me, therefore yeah. you're Eric. But yeah. I'm not but you don't a very straight Ernie, guy either. either, am I? I don't want to be Ernie. I think we're two Eric's. Um if we go with the Ronnie route, though, my dad was a huge fan of Ronnie Barker. Whenever I see Ronnie Barker on television, I always think of my dad. The sort of same facial kind of mannerisms and 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 just uh, yeah, he reminds me of my dad. I don't know why he, they didn't really look alike, particularly, but the same sort of era, I suppose. Um, and and I loved watching the two Ronnies with him, and so it's a fond memory. But I am definitely Ronnie Corbett, aren't I? With my not not in height, but um, in 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 my ability to talk endlessly yeah. about really very little and go off on lots of sidetracks. Well, that's quite right. You know that uh, Ronnie Barker grew up just, just metres away from the house I left in Oxford, the, the blue plaque and everything. Really? That's exciting, isn't it? Did his first performances in the back garden uh, when those houses were new and they wouldn't have been hedges or fences, so they'd have been very open. So his, uh, his, no, his little back garden shows would, I think, have been open the entire... Um, he was an Oxford man, was he? Talking of blue plaques, when I was in Devon last, I think, which was a month ago, I was supposed to go down at the weekend, but because I've had a bit of a bit of a wobble and a bit of a correction, and I'm I'm all right, by the way. I know that some of people who have been asking about me, and I'm very open, but I just think the last two years have been kind of bonkers, and and then it's all sort of calmed down and. And I have a very overactive mind, and and so, but I also was pretty emotionally exhausted from from everything that happened in the summer, the moving and the finalising of divorce and the the mother yeah. illness going into hospital stuff, and 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 all the reflection on on everything before that as well. Um, but I think um, I was pretty pretty exhausted from my multiple trips down to Devon to visit visit mother in hospital and transition her back into home. But on my last visit, which was now four weeks ago. I'm just spooling back. I saw a blue plaque in the village of Langtree, which is my home village in Devon, um, mm. where Mother lives. I'm just spooling back. Oh, where is it? Oh, these are, De- these are Devon. That's Heartland. Here it is. Blue plaque outside someone's house in Langtree. Robbie, born 9.6.1933. Potter and wine buff and party animal lives here. I thought that was quite entertaining. Um, um, He put his own blue plaque outside his house. I don't know if he still lives there. 1933, if he's still a wine buff. Enjoy your blue plaque while you're still alive. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, So we were going to talk a bit about um, our... Some books, well, because it's you know, some people may not have done their Christmas shopping yet. Oh, you're right, they may not have. Done. And, and, oh, and, I'll tell you and, what, yeah, 
And so we were going to recommend um, books that have come out this year, either either in paperback or hardback, or, 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 or which, children's or picture books. We covered ourselves by saying or books which we discovered this year, well, yeah, because good, I funny. can't remember that's when things get published. I'm yeah, always yeah. astonished when things win awards, and I'm like, I'm sure this has been out for years, you know, and I think sometimes they have, and it's a, it's a bit of technology. So go on, I do one. A book, A so if you're buying for a child anybody out there needs to buy for a child somewhere in anywhere in the age range of key stage one or two actually i think mini gray's greatest show on earth is it came out this year it's on lots of award wins and it's been you know, it's been sort of on various people's list of the year but it is genuinely fantastic so mini gray is a picture book author and mini illustrator gray. yeah mini what's, gray. It, what's it called and, um, the again the book, the book is called the greatest show on earth and it's a it's a history of the earth um told by this cheeky bunch of traveling insect players um <laughs> non so it's non-fiction but told very entertainingly by this bunch of insects and, and it's where we're, she's checked the science you know she's gone she's gone through and she's like so it's, it's up-to-date science of the history of mostly of life on our planet so if you have a you know it's, it's a subject we're good. all no, it's really, really good. It's a big format picture book. It's packed with jokes. It's packed with stuff to look at, but it's also packed with really good stuff. So any child with any ounce of curiosity would find that entertaining and would find it informative. I found it entertaining and informative, and I'm 51. I think so, it's, it's, a message for the... Mini. Yeah. Message also, for any grandparents listening who don't really read books, um, don't buy your 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 pre-teen children grandchildren the latest walliams buy the mini greys the greatest show on earth that is that's the recommendation so yeah that's a big picture book there is no need for anybody to buy Williams. i mean it's not great writing the Williams, and i don't need to go into it but i think it's genuinely offensive on many levels and you just don't need to there's good stuff so if you've got an older child who you think doesn't want a picture book because they might think it's babyish, they're wrong, they'll grow out of it, they'll come back to them. But there is a period in your life when you think that picture books are yeah. for you. Uh, uh, a book which I enjoyed enormously this year for uh, you know, a sort of year five, six child maybe, or even a year seven child, um, is the, the new one in Philip Reeves' Utterly Dark series, Utterly Dark and the Heart of the Wild. It's a follow-up to last year's utterly dark in the face of the deep and i i just think it's a delight it's uh set on these weird islands which are out beyond the sillies where magic lingers on it's in this sort of very fictional can you read it standalone or do you need to read the other ones first oh well i think i'd probably read the other one first like um you know so philip reeve if people are struggling to think who he is he is best known for writing mortal engines which was made into a rather poor film sadly the film let down a book um by um Peter Jackson's production company. Um, so that sort of maybe lifted it to a thing, but it had already won loads of awards around 2000. So the Mortal Engines is this brilliant series. First there's a quartet and then there's a sort of prequel um, trilogy. And then there's a couple of bits of float off writing there. They're about these, a time when for some reason, which is, we needn't go into cities are now these sort of huge juggernaut moving things. So London trundles around on caterpillar tracks, consuming smaller cities. Um, 
and there's been this terrible weapon built which will wipe out things. There's lots and lots of fun MacGuffins. He's a master of world building, is Philip Reeve. So he's known for like his world building, but I actually think, yeah, he is, but he is because he just cannot write a boring sentence. He cannot, he cannot do it. Every sentence no. he writes crackles with fun and interest, whether it's the structure of the sentence or the words he's choosing, or just the fact that his personality shines through. Uh, so yeah, Mortal Engines he did, and then he did a, he's done a fantastic sci-fi series about these trains that are sort of like intergalactic trains. Um, there's the uh, Ice Station Zero series. He's done various ones. Yeah, yeah so the ones he's do, his new oh, series is utterly dark, utterly dark series. That is that's so. Yeah, now that sounds is this child who grows up on this funny island, thinking that she's an orphan, and as the series is wearing on, we're discovering that maybe she's something a little bit more than what we thought. But uh, yeah, the first one's utterly dark, and the face of the deep is sort of focuses on her relationship with the sea and the and, and the sort of the gods and goddesses of the sea. And then this new one is more about that. So he lives down here. He lives not far from me in Widdicombe in the moor, does Philip. Oh, what a place to live. Yeah. yeah. A place to live and write books. Well, but... yeah, he, he very sensibly moved there. And then I think the books get drawn out of him. But anyway, yeah, no, the first book being a sea book is slightly more Cornish, I think, really. It's more about, uh, you know, it's about coastal places. This new one is about wild woodland and you know obviously you know that devon does wild yes. woodland rather well so it I does quipped on, uh, quipped on twitter that i said if he's done cornwall and then he's done the lovely wood oh wood, yes you, you know, mentioned trago mills yeah <laughs> i imagine that imagine a, a magical story a magical <laughs> mythical story set in trago mills this is a very much an in joke for uh for those of us those, I've never been to Traeger Mills, but I know you went there on a, on a sort of pilgrimage with, with Douglas. And... What an extraordinary place it is. Um, <laughs> well, we call it down here, we call it Janna Disneyland. Janna being a Janna uh, fond being the... name. <laughs> the fond name for the inhabitants of Plymouth. Yeah. <laughs> Janna Disneyland. Yeah, uh, yeah Traeger Mills is this shocking series of... Uh, of sort of aircraft hangars with full of dreadful stuff. I guess Disney World. That. That's what they call it. Where are you going this week, Janet Disneyland? Okay, what do you want? To, I'm going to get a, you know, I'm going to get a, a ukulele, uh, you know, a dinged up cooking pot and three t-shirts for a fiver. Yes. Which <laughs> Disneyland? Which I'm now I'm I'm really not into Disney. So so you know the whole the whole. I mean I have no issue with Walt, and I don't really have an issue with the original concept but i do have the sort of disneyfication of of everything um i don't like it um and which one's disneyland and which one's disney world there's florida and there's california isn't there which one is which no i don't who, who know. knows i don't I know i thought do i don't know paris disneyland i don't know i tell you what we weren't we weren't gonna do this but here we go tv recommendations from this year okay I was blown away by the new star wars franchise called andor which is i mentioned because it's on it's on the disney plus channel i had to oh. resubscribe to disney plus just to watch it i got a little bit tired of it i really enjoyed the mandalorian series i thought that was terrific and then the second series of mandalorian kind of lost me and then there was the obi-wan spin-off series and that just did not i didn't have any interest in that at all and so I let my Disney Plus uh, subscription go and saved myself £8 a month. And then my friend Elon Ezekiel said, you have to watch this. It's really good. So I resubscribed for Andor, which is a series 
which sets up the character who's going to be the protagonist in in a rogue one so it's a little bit obscure maybe but oh my goodness it's good the writing is extraordinary i the... didn't you, you didn't like sci-fi do you ed i didn't i didn't think you did why who was it who didn't like are you quite like that stuff well i loved star wars i loved the first one when i was a child you know yeah. it absolutely spoke to me very very deeply as a seven-year-old or whatever i was when i first saw it i mean i really did love star wars and then because i loved star wars so much i carried Stuck that love it. over yeah i loved um, empire strikes back again i was exactly the right age for empire strikes back and then that's when the only Return one i saw at the cinema i saw i saw back at the cinema yeah 81 back about five times or six times at the cinema i loved it so much i could not bear the prequels in fact i still haven't watched any one of the prequels all the way through i tried and i just couldn't bear it absolutely talk about pissing on your dreams awful i thought awful 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 but these yeah these tv spin-offs um you know yeah like i say that first that first series of the mandalorian i thought was extraordinary work i loved it um Technically, it's interesting. It's made in made in this sort of in a studio which is surrounded. The whole series, it's the whole studio is surrounded by LED screens. Yeah. So instead of shooting on location, or instead of shooting in front of a green screen and then adding in the background later, they can put whatever background they want in it. Yeah. So they can film in the middle of the desert, right? And yeah. then they can say, "Everybody, take a five-minute break. Off you go. Get yourself a cup of tea." And they can change. You can come back in the same studio, and you can be, you know, in the middle of the jungle or whatever. It, it, and that allowed them to make the Mandalorian, making it look like they were really in Tunisia in the original sets for Star Wars, or if they were really in, you know, Elstree or whatever. But it did have a certain look. So with uh, with with this new new series, Andor, they've gone back to shooting and locations. They've been really clever. It's mostly shot in Britain. Um, it's mostly British actors as well, so it's lovely to see the Star Wars. Freshwater West in Freshwater West down in in Pembrokeshire's used a lot for a lot of these film sets. The wild, big, big sandy beach. Um, you know, not dissimilar to to Saunton Sands or Westwood Hope. Saunton Sands, yeah, no. Saunton Sands is used a lot of big, big sandy beaches, and and they they're sort of wild places, aren't they? Big sandy beaches with sand dunes behind them, and and so they can be. You can, yeah. yeah. for Andor, they've used cleverly. They've like used um, the new Elizabeth line for quite a lot of the uh, locations on Coruscant because they go, it looks like sci-fi. You don't have to do oh, much, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm just going to pick up on. Fast. Anyway, it's great. Look, we weren't going to do that, so I'm just going to say, guys, if you no, that's give good. up on Star Wars, I genuinely think it's interesting. Character arcs are interesting. Dialogue is fantastic. It looks fantastic. So. Um, genuinely worth goodbye i'm gonna i'm gonna just pick up on something lucy said lucy lucy's brother is not coming out well this evening so lucy's Mm. told us about her brother throwing kicking kicking hard objects at her and causing bruises Mm. when we were talking about trying to learning to catch earlier on and now she just said my brother my brother hit me on the head with his glow in the dark dark lightsaber that it so hard Mm. that it bent I mean, this is this is wow. not good. Have you your your brother's treated you badly, Lucy? I hope you're not permanently damaged by by this this trauma. Um, uh, and um, anyway, I, let's, should we be really organised, Ed? Having you know not done a show for a while, it's it's thirty one mm-hmm. minutes and twenty four seconds in. Should we go to yeah. the news and then no, come back afterwards and then go to the news? Oh, because good boy, good a boy. Long list of songs you want to get through. So song, song. then news. All right, and I'm going to try. Propping my phone up on my chest. 
and see if this gives you a better yeah, your so, voice has been much clearer yeah go on what, what song have we got what, now who about well here we go i'm dreaming of a white white christmas, christmas. just like the ones i used I to, used know. to know where the treetops glisten and children listen to hear the sleigh bells in the snow i'm dreaming, dreaming of a white christmas with every christmas card i write may your days be merry and bright and may all your Christmas Christmases be, be white, very white. Very good, lovely. Okay, everybody, um, we'll be back. Sound balance, though. Was that sound balance better on that? Yeah, that was much better. You've been oh. you've been much clearer and louder for 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 the vast majority of the show, Ed. It was just the beginning where you were under a swimming pool. Um, uh, Lucy wasn't any better to her brother. For those of you who are concerned about Lucy, um, right, everybody. Um, the news. Um, we will be back soon. Take care. Don't go away now. This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, a leading publisher of books, directories, educational guides and magazines specifically aimed at forward-thinking schools in the UK and beyond. Have you checked out their latest releases? Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. TES Magazine reported on news that Education Secretary Gillian Keegan said that the proposed schools bill will not progress in this parliamentary session. The bill itself was originally launched in May this year and covered a range of areas including school attendance, safeguarding and new powers over multi-academy trusts. Ms Keegan spoke at the Commons Education Select Committee, confirming that the Schools Bill will not progress in the third session. She also said her department remained committed to the objectives and would be prioritising some aspects of the Bill. Of the aspects of the Bill Ms Keegan stated she wanted to focus on, she identified the need for a register to identify an account for children not in schools, as well as helping more faith schools join multi-academy trusts. One area not seen as a priority, however, was the creation of more grammar schools, with Ms Keegan stating her strong views that 93% of children will never get to go to one, and the belief that the academy structure remains the route to make the biggest difference to the most children the quickest. The Mirror Online carries a story about Labour MP, 
MP Zara Sultana's proposal to widen the free school meal scheme in primary schools across England. Under the plans, all primary pupils would get access to free school meals. The current scheme for universal free school meals ends in year two. The article suggests that under the current plan, around 800,000 children living in poverty miss out on free meals due to the strict eligibility criteria. Ms Sultana will bring forward a bill in the coming week. The MP for Coventry South said it was a major issue when families simply can't afford everyday groceries and that providing meals for school was another strain. She went on to point out that both Scottish and Welsh governments have plans to introduce universal free school meals, but accused the government in England of prioritising tax breaks for the wealthiest people. Warwickshire World Online News site reports on the arrival of delegates from around the world to a conference focusing on developing technical education. More than 50 visitors attended the event organised by the British Council at Warwick Trident College. The college is part of the WCG group. Guests arrived from a range of countries in Africa and Asia, with delegations including government ministers and education officials. A spokesperson for the WCG said technical education is one of the key pillars of a successful developing economy and that the hope was that delegates would take away some insights which will have a positive impact on their country's developments in technical and vocational training. The latest Sunday Times Schools Guide has been released and many local news outlets are reporting on the successes of schools in their surrounding areas. Northern Ireland outlets report that the guide has rated seven secondary schools in the national top 50, calling this a significant achievement in light of the nation's comparatively small population. It was acknowledged that several of the Northern Ireland schools mentioned in the list have been described as highly selective grammar schools, with the DUP's Diane Dodds noting that whilst Northern Ireland is punching above its weight, there will always be areas where improvements can be made. She went on to point out that the list as a whole is dominated by expensive fee-paying schools. Finally, Keele University has launched the UK's first law undergraduate degree designed to help tackle the climate crisis. The new course in Law with Environmental Sustainability is the first of its kind in the UK. It has been developed to create legal professionals with a good knowledge of environmental obligations on governments and communities. Professor Alison Brammer, head of the School of Law at Keele, said, The climate crisis affects everyone and we need legal professionals who understand the issues we face. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. And back in the room. No tech update today, Ed. So you've got to demute yourself and get back in the room. Are you going to burst back in with a with another tune to kind of lure us back into our Eric Ernie, two Ronnies, Paul and what's he called? Um, can you hear Bob, me? Can you train hear me? guy, train guy. I can hear you, oh, Cole. Heavens, um, I was, I yeah, was, okay, Cole, so let's go <laughs> yeah. straight in with the song. Straight in with the song. Yeah, for, Lucy. song. for Lucy. For Lucy, because we love her. Yeah, for Lucy, okay, here we go. dedicated just... and loyal listener. Let me see if I can sing a song that I've never sung in my life before. Who am I fooling? That's what I do every time. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. 
Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero ano y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero ano y felicidad. I wanna wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. Wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. Wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. On the chorus, everybody! Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Yo, baby! Christmas comes early on TT Radio with Toby and Ed, everybody. Not really that early. The adverts have been on the telly for a while. But... Well, true, and most people have had their tree up for about a and month. But sooner than Mick Lynch would have it, eh? Topical joke there. Oh, yes. Go, yes, good point. Good point. He, yeah, it think. was quite topical. I'm still a fan of Mick Lynch, I want to say. Just getting, you know, we're not big supposed fan. to be going political. I am a big no, fan I'm of Mick Lynch. I'm not being political. I just like the cut of his jib. I like I the think. cut of his jib. He's good. He's good. And I liked, I liked, I heard him on his Today programme radio interview with Michelle Hussein. And um, I thought he was good at sort of, um, yeah, countering countering her line of questioning. Anyway, yeah. um, let's yes. not get drawn into all that grimness, though. Oh, um, no. This is the winter of joy, everybody, not the winter of discontent with Toby and Ed. The winter of joy um, for, for one hour, for another 20 minutes or so. Um, books. Can I talk about a couple of books? Yes, please. I'd like you to talk about books now. Right. Well, the first book that I have read this year, um, which um, I think, was it, did it come out this year or last year? Um, it's pretty new. And I think I've talked about it in previous shows. It's by um, Robin Ince, the comedian and, oh, yes. and now writer, um, The Importance of Being Interested. So so uh, Robin Ince and I go have a bit of a relationship um, in the sense we go back to... Um, End of the Road Festival in Dorset, lovely little festival, quite sort of indie, off kilter little little thing. I'm um, in Llama Tree Gardens, um, and I've only been once, and that was in 2010. And Robin Ince was performing on the comedy stage, and and I think I heckled him. He was talking, he was doing some gag about Tony Blair and the Gulf War or something. I don't know what it was. Um, and and he's funnier than me, and he's quicker than me, and. Um, uh, I heckled him and he absolutely shot me down in flames and and I didn't like him for that, but um, mm-hmm. although it was probably the right thing to do. Um, so I wasn't a big fan. And then and then I um, haven't paid much attention to the infinite monkey cage with him because um, uh, Brian Cox, you know, he's, I'm just jealous probably because I'd like to, I, I don't like I'm not a big fan of the Brian I think Brian's programs are fascinating but but you know it's just I'm not quite sure about his manner I find it a bit irritating but Robin Ince wrote this brilliant book the importance of being interested adventures in scientific mm-hmm. curiosity it is not for it is quite sciency so he goes through a lot of a lot of things that he's fascinated by but what I why I really like it I mean it's really well written he writes very well and it's funny as well mm-hmm. um, but um, and and Brian Cox I writes think, the. 
Yeah, I yes. think that Robin Ince is funnier on the page than he is. Uh, in stand up, yes, I yes, think. absolutely. I think, I think yeah, yeah. very good. I agree with you. I think I haven't, I haven't really, except for that one. I have a lot incident. of time for him. He, do you know his lesson of uh, nine? Uh, his uh, service of lessons and carols that he does every year in London. Does this? He's been done this. I know it's been going on at least a decade now, maybe longer. Every year he does a, a sort of a humanist Christmas service, and yeah. uh, he, he gets fascinating people to come along and do a little talk. So my mate um, Hugh, the Hedgehog Man, has has spoken at that a few times. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, he's a good man. Carry on. So what's this book about? So this book's this book's really about well, well, his introduction here is um, the the book's really about about just being the importance of being interested in stuff it's it's about science really i mean on the back cover you've got um wonderful a beautifully written elegy to science combining wonder mystery and humor curiosity dances across the pages robin's take on science is human funny but also deeply enthralling i mean it links to some of the stuff i rant on about i mean it really resonates with me because of my belief as you know having been a scientist in industry and worked with 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 scientists for 16 years and been a scientist for 16 years prior to entering teaching and and you know, I just I'm just really pretty anti. You know, I'm I'm mm -hmm. I'm going to come out stronger than I have been. I am pretty deeply anti the national science curriculum um, and the GCSE specification. And and you know, it doesn't it doesn't it kills wonder. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to get down the killing creativity thing, but I think it, it just you know there are there is there is wonder in the curriculum, but but it's just too much of it is condensed into certainty and fact which is not mm -hmm. the joy of science the joy but but i'm just going to read you the beginning of the introduction the stars in your destination um the moment i put my hand in my school blazer pocket and found it full of frog entrails i already knew science was not for me as a young child i loved science primary school science classes were full of excitement whether it was interrogating leaves or watching robert calvert the sea blood and then faint and smash his in his front teeth in secondary school though here we go key stage three and beyond in secondary school though this joy evaporated i think many people lose their interest in science at secondary school and i was one of them this is where science became serious but also where it became joyless this is where the equations and explanations seem detached from my own experience whatever science was it was not lived experience it was as if scientists only thought in sums they didn't daydream and play each day they opened their box of numbers and symbols and moved them about until they were satisfied i've carried the two and now i'm satisfied that i have a testable wave function that was predominantly how i felt about science at school and his curiosity about the world never went away. I just ignored it. I'd be thrilled to see an afternoon of art on the timetable, whilst to know that double physics was coming was to foresee time moving slower than Einstein could ever imagine. But um, yeah, so he he he. So that's what it lured me in, of course, because um. But the chapter titles are um, chapter one is skepticism from the maelstrom of knowledge into the labyrinth of doubt. Um, chapter two is God on holiday. Are there still enough gaps for a God? Chapter three armchair travel putting out your beach blanket on the sands of time. So it's quite physics-y to begin with. Big, isn't it, on coping with the size of the universe. Escape velocity on looking back at the planet from a height. Why aren't they here or are they on waiting for our alien savers? Anyway, it goes on like this. Swinging from the family tree, inviting yeast to the family reunion. So that's all about genetics and how we are. You know, we share some DNA with yeast. Um, 
The mind is a chaos of delight on the matter of the grey matter. Reality, what a concept, can anything be what it seems? Imagining there's no heaven on being finite, more important than knowledge on the necessity of imagination, and so it goes, facing up to the end of everything. Um, I, I loved reading it, and I think it's great. I, I don't recommend it for someone who's, who you know, you, someone needs to be interested in science and interested in, in, in be curious. Um, but he's actually written a follow-up book, because when he, he was supposed to be going on tour, um, well, not a follow-up book, another book since then, which I'm actually reading at the moment, um, and that is called Bibliomaniac, because he went on, um, uh, he was supposed to be going on an infinite monkey cage tour during COVID, but it was pulled because oh. of, 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 of the COVID, and um, so he decided to do a tour of independent bookshops instead, um, you know, just doing some book signings and some talks about about the importance of being interested. And he's written a book about that. And in the end, in the end, he ended up going to through sort of twenty twenty one and perhaps into the beginning of this year as well. Um, he ended up going to about hundred independent bookshops. So you'd love it. I've re- only read about the first twenty or thirty yeah, pages. He came to Dogbury and Finch near me. He yeah. did. He went. Yeah, that's in Oakhampton, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, and so independent bookshop. If you're travelling through the southwest and you want an independent bookshop, you're spoiled for choice. You can go to uh, the bookery just around a corner from me. In Crediton, yeah, lovely. I've been there. Lovely lady runs that. Cruel. Yeah. 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 Actually, ID from the bookery was here in my house. Not well, just just before I had to run to Morrison's to get the orange juice. That's why I was a bit late getting the orange juices because I was hanging out with D. Um, oh, and so yeah, that's, I've gone on about that. But but the thing is, in Robin Ince, yeah, I like him because he in the beginning of the Bibliomaniac, which is not the book I'm talking about, is the book that um that he talks mm. about potentially having ADHD. I think I've got some kind of underlying ADHD or mild bipolar or something. God knows what that that mm. sort of eats away at me on the in, from the inside occasionally. Um and and he talks about you know how he just his wife gets really frustrated about, you know, he just buys books, you know, he can't, he, you know, he walks into a bookshop, he either buys none or 10 books and he never buys none. So, um, <laughs> you know, and I'm like that. If I go into a secondhand bookshop, I'll just, I have to buy something. And I've got so many books on my, on my shelves that I haven't read and that I probably never will read, but, 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 you know, just the joy of being surrounded by books is it is a rather wonderful thing. So enough about Robin Ince. My second book, Ed, um, yeah is um uh probably you know this this is a book club book that i recommended for book club um and i absolutely loved it i think i have mentioned it as well possibly the romantic by william boyd now william boyd writes brilliant prose um and um i am you know i think i i I suffer. My dad was a romantic, really, and and you know I, I suffer from from romanticism. You know, it's it's a lovely thing um, when channeled, but but you know there's always another adventure. There's always a next big thing, and and one gets bored rather easily. And but but this romantic, he basically, it's a sort of fake autobiography, which William Boyd's written a, an autobiography of of someone called Nat Tate, I think. A, an artist before, you know, like a, a fake, a fictional biography of someone. But this this guy lives through the 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 eighteen hundreds, basically born in seventeen ninety nine, and um, and goes all over the place. You know, he spends some time in 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 um, near Venice, and 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 he spends some time in oh with the romantic poets um, Byron and and Shelley and stuff. And he spends some time. He, he fights at Waterloo. Um, 
And but it's just it's just oh, it's just well, it's beautifully written and it's a bit of a lark as well. And and it was quite educational because I don't actually know much well, about the the nineteenth uh, century, and I do know a bit more about it now. Um, so I recommend that a, a good read, a good read, but an easy read as well, not 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 too heavy. Um, uh, so there we go. I think. Um, I feel that neither of those are very feminine books. So a book that I haven't read, but I'm looking forward to reading. (laughs) But I haven't read, but I'm looking forward to reading, um, which um, edited by Kim Gordon of Sonic Youth, whose book um, Girl in a Band was fantastic, her her kind of autobiography. Um, This woman's work, Essays on Music, written by female musicians. Um, I've got that to read. Um, Kim Gordon and edited by Sinead Gleason, contribute contributions from Anne Enright, Fata Mabuto, Jen Pelly. So I'm looking forward to reading that. Um, and I did enjoy musically reading Graham Coxon's autobiography. I'm a big Graham Coxon and Blur fan, as people know, but that was well written. I think he had a ghostwriter to help him. Um, but that was very interesting and a lot about alcoholism and addiction and overcoming that. And um, obviously all about the formation of Blur and and the whole Britpop Oasis thing, but but a lot about um, him just wanting to be in a smaller band and not really wanting to be as successful as they were, but then he, he probably still quite likes the money. Um, and one final one, and then I'll shut up, um, which I'm also kind of half reading at the moment, is, is also musically, Jeff Tweedy, my beloved Jeff Tweedy from, from Wilco. Um, this mm-hmm. is just out in paperback this year. How to write one song. And, yeah, and I'm about... That. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm I'm not going to write a song, I don't song? think. But no, but but it but it, it's also about writing generally and and the creative right. process and and how you have to extract yourself from from yourself from your ego. There's some fascinating writing about, you know, shutting down your ego and 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 just just kind of relaxing into yourself and and that I find fascinating because I one of the things I have stopped doing in the last sort of six months with with the well, six seven eight months probably um, with the culmination of everything is I've stopped writing myself and I've just restarted again this last week and it feels good and I've spoken to Alex good old Alex Wright Curtain Sleep who's not very active on Twitter anymore we've had a bit of email conversation and and talked about writing and stuff and 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 I think Alex and I have a similar sort of um, you know, we're quite different in character, but but we're also quite similar in in sometimes our inside stuff. I think so. Um, yeah, writing I think very important, the creative process, and as an escape, if nothing else. So that's a fascinating read and and, and well written as well. So there we go. Enough. Um, we've you spoken. Yeah, have you got six some adult left. books to talk about? Uh, although I mean, we've got six minutes left, so I'll reiterate my high praise for Empire of Pain by Patrick Radden Keefe, which I believe I have mentioned on this thing, but that's You have mentioned the, before. That's that's about the um the Sackler um Yeah, it is thing, about the Sackler it? family and about um the uh, you know the opoid scandal largely yeah. in the US, but it's a global problem. I really think it's a because so it reads like a thriller. It's all true. Uh, it shocks you. It shocks you. I knew it was bad. I didn't know it was this bad. I would say that. But look, come on, we've got five minutes left. We're going to squeeze in one more song. What's your favourite bit of Christmas in school? My favourite bit of Christmas in school? Well, <laughs> I, um, I, I don't know. A carol service, I think, which we've got. Ooh, I, I like suppose, carol service. I, Good shout. Carol service. We've got that tomorrow 
afternoon. Tell me, have you got? Does your school have like its own chapel, or do you have to go to go to a we, local church? The school, the school does have its own chapel, but it's very dark yeah. and it's very cold, and and we don't really. And it was out of action for a bit whilst we were extending our DT and art room, and so we haven't right. started reusing it. It's not big enough to fit parents as well as kids in, right. um, and so we don't. But we go to the we go to the village church, and so we were supposed right. to do that on Tuesday evening. It was it was kind of cancelled because of the snow. Um, yeah. But so many of the year eight, our, our eldest children in in the choir parents, kind of kicked off um, that it has been reorganised for tomorrow afternoon, um, and that's 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 good, and that's the last thing we do. We finish tomorrow, so um, we've got go. carol service. Well, that's and nice, then... isn't it? It's not better to finish with it. I think go to so. the church, sing the Chris, the Christmas songs, and then go and have a couple of beers. I think that sounds ideal. Okay, that's good. We had yeah. our nativity today, which was a joy, and we oh, didn't do yeah. one last year, and we didn't do one the year before that, and I'm not even sure we did one the year before that, frankly. So, so after several years off, to have children stumbling around dressed as as donkeys you know oh mate that that yeah. put a smile on my face that wiped out you, some of the other stuff that goes on happy what days what do you remember about your own nativities that you were in i i remember being balthazar the one of balthazar, the wise men blimey. yeah i don't think i knew that the wise men had differentiated names i don't know that i ever I think I was a shepherd once. I don't remember much about it, I'm afraid. You uh, make I, a good shepherd, Edward. I reckon you'd be a good boy down there with those lambs, you know, those tibbies out I'm on the moor. Sure I rocked the part. Um, I, mean, I didn't have an awareness of not, myself not as Joseph. a performer in those days. I didn't really come into myself as a performer, I would say, until we did a class assembly where we retold the story of the wind and the sun and the wind, you know, which one is more powerful. Oh, yes. You know. And we tried to. I tried to blow the uh, blow the, the traveller's cloak off, but I couldn't do it. They just gathered it more strongly around themselves. But the sun just beamed. Yes. I played the. I played the wind. I had like green robes and a green metallic headband, and then I. I think a girl who was chosen. I think largely on the quality of her looks rather than any performance. She she had long golden hair and she had a a, a sort of. A star-shaped headdress thing covered in these gold stickers that are very, very shiny and some sort of golden robes. I mean, yes, at the end of the day, she did win. She did manage to get the uh, traveller to remove his cloak and thereby win the bet. But I think my blowing was very strong. Yeah, um, yeah strong blowing, Ed. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm here pleased to hear you're a strong blower. I'm um, a strong blower. And I think uh, that was that would have been around the equivalent of year three or year two or year three. I thought this performing business is pretty good. You know, I, I could sense that the eyes were on me when I was doing my blowing. Yeah. Um, later, later on at that same school, that's my, uh, my primary school, later on I played the lead role, in fact, in a play that was written by my class teacher, a play that was called The Perfect Young Man. And I, I played the lead in that. And that was the first time I got to play the lead in a, you know, the title role in a show. That really set me on my path. That brings me, you know, to very much to where I am now. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that was my performance. But yeah, that was my. Tip. But you know, the nativity this afternoon. Honestly, it was a happy. Oh, it, it, it's a joyful thing. I'm going to go to the in my new village of Goudhurst in Kent. Yeah. I'm going to go to the church carol service on. Um, on, on Sunday evening, there's a tractor. There's a tractor lit up rally coming through Goudhurst on oh, Sunday I afternoon like as well. Rally. That's exciting yes. with the tractor lights. And I'm then looking also... forward to going to the carol service in Chagford on Christmas Eve 
where yeah. I'm told if I turn up with a guitar or a squeeze box, I'll be allowed to play along. Oh, wow. Um, brilliant. And then I'm, I'm going to take the kids with me that's um, be good. for Christmas, which is good. We've got a Have Christmas. Have just disappeared off the radio? Are you me? still there? I'm still here. No, he's still there. It's fine. Don't yeah, no, worry, I'm guys. Me. He's still there. And I'm, I'm going to panic there. Christmas Eve. Oh, no, no. Christmas Friday the 23rd. Got a, got a big Christmas party with the kids and some of their friends and my friends. And that's going to be jolly. And then... Um, then we'll go to midnight mass, I think, in the village as well, and have a mm-hmm. have a mellow Christmas up here. Very and nice. I'll come down come down to Devon, bring mother back down to Devon for around New Year. So I might see you around New Year as possibly, my dear. Well, boy. if I'm around, then certainly you will. I'm not quite sure what's going on. I'm no personally. Well, I'm not sure moment, either I can't really see past Friday. Once Friday, no, good luck with that. Itself. Everybody. Yeah. All teachers. We're about to finish up with a couple of songs, but um, all all a couple teachers, of songs will be doing. Yeah, why not? Um, I don't know, if you're ready, if you can. You know, I think... Um, thanks for listening, everybody. It's nice to be back on the radio. I'm obviously oh. feeling quite a lot better. Um, I think we can't do next week, can we, Ed? Then it's Christmas. Then it's New Year. So we will be back in January um, around... Probably in about a month, four weeks, I think. January the 11th, I hope, to be back um, with a little bit more educational-themed but, you know, we might get deep into the human condition as well and always be frivolous and fun amongst it, I hope. Um, anyway, Ed, over to you with some more lovely, lovely Christmas tunes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening back. Down of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by Yet in the dark streets Shineth the everlasting light The hopes and fears of all the years Are met in thee tonight For Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above. While mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wondering love. O morning stars together proclaim the holy birth. And praises sing to God the King and peace to man on earth. Love that one. Yeah, you do like that one. I just love it. Oh, I love it. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven no ear may hear his coming but in this world of sin where meek souls will receive him still the dear christ enters in that's my actual favorite christmas song that is is oh, it? I love it? My favourite yeah, one's in the bleak midwinter, Ed, which is which is which which you played beautifully last year. So um, oh, you, I, could do, I could finish on that if you want to. Oh, I the love bleak, it. Can, the we, bleak. can we do? Can we do the punk chorus to We Three Kings? 
<laughs> I don't know, can we? <laughs> can we? I want to do the punk chorus to that. I know I know. there's still two more days of school and some people even have got some more next week and I know it's getting late and we've overrun and, and stuff, but I just want to do the punk chorus to We Three Kings. Whoa, star of Wonder, Star of Night. Okay. Well, you know, let's do, let's do the verse with a degree of decorum. Okay. And then I will let you take take the uh, take the I, things. Okay? I need to get the words. <laughs> we three kings of Orient are bearing gifts. We traverse afar, field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star. Oh. Star with royal beauty, over us all to reign. Oh, star of wonder, star of light, star with royal bright. Westward, Westward leading, still, still proceeding, guide us guide to thy perfect light. Used to do Christmas carols at lunchtime in in, in when I worked at Pfizer in the, in yes. on a, a, a small satellite site, not the big big one down in Sandwich, but in Sittingbourne. And there were only about a hundred of us up there. And we used to get into kind of the the where we used to have our packed lunches and whatever it was. We sat and um, someone would bring in a keyboard, someone would bring in a guitar and a tambourine. It was all quite happy clappy. And um, yes, that always got quite punky. Uh, that one. That anyway, sounds delightful. I'm lovely, it. love it. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, I, we need to kind of end serenely, though, don't we? Now, yeah. one oh, more. Do we? Then. Okay. Um, you want in the well, break, I don't know. Do I we? Do we? Song. Do we? Hmm? Is there anybody still listening, or are we now just talking to each other, mate? We, well, that's that's no. Kate is listening. Hello, Kate. How are you? Um, Christine is listening. Hello, Christine. Happy okay, Christmas. Still to people. You. Okay. And well, we're Lucy's doing the bleak of winter, then we will stop because it's another yeah. working day tomorrow. We might only two more get ups, but we've got to get them up. Okay. Good. Let's see if this. I mean, this this ukulele has been sounding terrible tonight, hasn't it? I have um, to say, it's not been. This is the all plastic store. ukulele, people out there in Radio Land. It's um, yes, it's all plastic, and uh, it doesn't. Sound, it sounds basically like it's made out of plastic, doesn't it? And it's got a beautiful Beatles-inspired love and peace psychedelic design on the front. Maybe I'll tweet a picture of it in a, when we finish this song. You can understand why it sounds so god awful. But here we go. <laughs> In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan. Earth stood hard as iron, water like a stone. Snow had fallen, snow, 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 snow on snow. In the bleak midwinter, 
long ago. What can I give him? Poor as I am. If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. But what I can I give him? My love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Who wrote it? Was yep. that oh, what it wasn't? Um, uh, um, Christina Rossetti, was it? It was Christina Rossetti. I thought you were going to say Simon Armitage, and I was going to laugh at you. So, no. Uh, no, yeah. wasn't Graham Coxon? No, I know wasn't that's your Coxon, answer, or Jeff Tweedy, or, or Bob Dylan. Indeed, yeah, My, Bob, turns out he wrote most things. If it wasn't written by Bob Dylan, it's normally Willie Nelson, isn't it? And if yeah. it's not Willie Nelson, then it's definitely Carol King. But on this occasion, Christina Rossetti. There you go. Um, yeah, keep right, people. Um, have a very very happy Christmas, everybody. Um, good luck with the last couple of days of term. Um, uh, take care of yourselves. Then. Um, a merry little Christmas. Christmas. May Love your it. hearts be light. It's time to go. I it's time to go. Soon. Yeah, all right. Everybody. We what wish you a Merry Christmas. I'm going to play the outro. Take care. Ed, it's lovely to do that again with you. Speak, look, see, see you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Good night. Happy bye Christmas. Bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.